Well, here we sit, show number 29 of 30, one more. Next Thursday will be the last one of the year. Don't worry, Wombats. There's a lot more that's going to be happening between now and that first show. I still plan on doing some stuff on social media. I have this thing that I want to keep going. And if you could just spread the word. It's going to be a little bit different type of show happening. I plan to do some live streaming, two shows a week. Either way, whether live streaming or not, there will be two shows per week. A little bit more interaction, a little bit more this, a little bit more that, that type of stuff. I also want to thank the Folio Weekly for putting such a nice review about this podcast out there. It was really nice. The Folio Weekly is a a uh, newspaper, one of those free newspapers in Jacksonville, Florida. And this woman named Sue really did a very nice review. So Sue, thank you very much. You know, coming from the Lex and Terry show, we don't get good reviews because of the content that we have on the show. People want to hammer us. People want to go, oh, they're, they're uh, immature. They're this, they're that. In fact, hold on. Let me read a complaint email that we received today from the Lex and Terry show. Where is it? Let's see here. Let me, uh, let me look. I should have, uh, I wasn't planning on doing this. Here it is. This comes from our program director who said, by the way, if you're not getting complaints, then you're not working hard enough. And it says, by the way, you are number one again. <laughs> so thank you. That's coming from our program director, Chumley. And Jacksonville. But here's the email that we get. This is the type of stuff that the Lex and Terry show gets. And generally don't listen to morning shows. I had your station on this morning and Lex and Terry were playing. I love how they do that. I had your station on and I just happened to be listening to Lex and Terry. Every one of these things, and it's not that I can't handle criticism. Trust me, I get it every day. But it's so funny to see how how clear of a message these people are trying to send. I don't listen, but I just happen to be, by, you know, it's, it's bullshit. Anyway, it says, they are sophomoric and annoying. But what I really found disgusting was some porn guy telling everybody where they could find nudity in movies. That was disgusting. That's world famous Mr. Skin who's on our show all the time. He's referenced in a lot of movies himself. He has this website. It's a very funny website. Anyway, bottom line, that person didn't like it, and I'm fine with that. It's not for you. I hope you would have taken them off the air years ago when they had pedophilia, pedophilia? Hardly. And a fantasy about the Olsen twins turning 18 years old. Okay. We did have a birthday party when the Olsen twins turned 18. We had Bob Saget on the show. We were in Las Vegas. It was a great time. We invited them to come to the show knowing they wouldn't come. It was a joke, okay? It was a joke, and this was many years ago. If your audience uh, likes listening to a couple of middle-aged fools trying to uh, be cool and push sex, great for them. I'm not a part of that audience. I have some standards. Uh, good for you. Bottom line <laughs> is that I normally see, those are the types of emails we normally get. So when I got a review about this podcast saying such nice things, and they went, they obviously listened to a lot of them, and it was really, really cool. So thank you again. I really appreciate the review and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Let's get going, okay? Let's have Larry from Cabas. 
get the show started. By the way, somebody wanted to know who is this. It's Cabas, C-A-B-A-S. Find him on Instagram at this is Cabas, I believe. Here we go. I scream at the top of my lungs. All right. Woo! This song has served me well for the first season. Thank you so much, Larry. We got uh, the new one starting, like I said. But on today's show, I got a list of what we're going to talk about. On today's show, I cry again. (sighs) If you're watching on YouTube, you'll see that I got a little emotional when I was talking about the afterlife. Okay? So, I, uh, I had that going on. Uh, you'll you'll be able to see that and hear that on today's show. But I, I do think that the afterlife is something to be explored a little bit, and I kind of gave up on that. I'll be discussing that along the lines. Plus, you know that world-famous book, The Secret? Well, there's a secret about The Secret that you guys don't even know. It's BS. <laughs> I'll be getting into that as well as a bunch of other things. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let's just sit back and... Listen to the crap that I went through this week, huh? What do you think about life after death? You know, the afterlife, the the fact that we may get another shot at this. I grew up wanting to believe that so bad. I grew up believing that to be true. I think we all do as kids. Like, what are you going to be in your next life? I'm going to be a dog, you know. I'm going to be... Jennifer Anderson's bike seat, you know, all the dumb jokes, all that kind of stuff. I I want to believe this. I want to believe it, but obviously there's no documentation (laughs) that that it is the way it is. And in my mind, we always think that the next life, the next shot we get at it, it's like it's a linear thing. If we do good this life, we're going to have a better life the next life. You know, that type of stuff. But I have come to the realization recently that I'm probably not going to reach the best version of myself in this lifetime. It's a little heartbreaking. It's a little sad. And and, and I'm not giving up by any means. It's just not trending that way. (laughs) Let's just put it that way. It's not trending the fact that, whoa, I'm getting there, baby. Just a couple more lifetimes and I've got this shit down and I become Zorro Bon or what. I don't know what it is, but it's just a fun thing to think about because it takes the sting out of the reality of what death is. So I'm not going to quit trying. I don't want to quit believing that there is life after death. Wouldn't it suck to find out once you got there that uh, lifetimes are linear? You know, they get better each and every lifetime. And then you fucked off and shit yourself the entire last lifetime and you're just going to be slightly better. Like you're not going to be a drug addict this time, but you'll be addicted to alcohol. I, I have no idea what I'm talking about. It's just something that I think about more and more, and I don't want to think about death because I'm at that age where I'm having my own aches and pains. I'm coming to terms with, wow, you know, I got to wear glasses now all the time and, you know, and my own little health challenges and seeing family members suffer and seeing friends suffer just because of age. Nothing they did, just because they're getting older. 
it's the bravest thing in the world to get older. And above all, to me, it is one of the most brave and romantic things to do as a couple. Watching each other struggle, watching each other deteriorate a little bit, watching each other's dreams fade into, it ain't going to happen. It's a sad time. And I'm doing my best right now not to think of any of that. I don't want to think about it because I'm faced with it constantly. We all are. We're seeing idols of ours in the news pass away. Slowly but surely, everybody's going away, and it's going to be our turn one day. Part of me hopes there is another lifetime. Part of me hopes, but then again, sometimes there's many days that I go, why the fuck would I want to do this again? You know? Excuse me, I'm taking a sip of my espresso. Hang on a second. If, if, if you're watching on YouTube, cheers. This is for you. Actually, it's for me because I'm struggling right now. And it's getting cold and I want to drink it. So, yeah, um, I plan to tackle this subject a lot in the very next version of the Terry James Show. I plan to talk to some experts. I plan to discuss it with friends. It might be a little sad. It might. Hopefully, we'll find some humor in it. It might be. Uh, it might be really good. Say maybe somebody's got a real good idea for me. I know it's something that's on my mind. I know that it's something that is on our minds. It's weird because I uh, talk to Sherry about it every once in a while, and she just doesn't seem to think too much about it. And I could learn a lot from here, her. And if she does think about it, she keeps her own fears to herself, which I'm not so sure is the best thing. I do know that she'll look in the mirror and go, fuck, I got a wrinkle, you know, wrinkle or what. I know there's that. I do know that, you know, struggling with doing the workouts that she used to do. And, and I am too. It's, it's a reality. It's it's a reality, and you got to be brave to go through this whole thing. But I would like to learn a little bit more about it. I do want to have hope, and I do want to look at that inevitable time. And I hope it's thirty years from now. I still want to feel and experience love, the love that I have for Sherry, the love that I have for what I what I do for a living, the love that I have for my friends. I, I want to see them, if I'm not going to reach my goals, I want to see them reach theirs. And I want to, I, I want to cheer them on. Bye. There are two questions I get a lot, and I want to answer both of them right now. The first question is, hey, what do you like to read? Give me some books that I can read to keep me motivated, to keep me focused and things like that. And I believe that everybody's different. I believe the things that I tell you that I like may not resonate with most of you. I love Illusions by Richard Bach. What do I love about that? It's about a guy flying a plane and he meets a messiah and he flies around and guy shows him he can walk through walls, okay? That is a thing for me that I find strength in. Another one was uh, Wayne Dyer. Uh, both of these people I've had on my previous podcast, by the way, Richard Bach and Wayne Dyer. Uh, rest in peace, Dr. Wayne Dyer. You died not that long ago. That being said, his book, 
really got me going. It was one of the friends that I told you that I had as a young kid when everybody else was out doing things that I was afraid to do. I just found comfort in this. And uh, obviously, Tony Robbins. I could tell you stories about sitting at a, at a famous person's house before they got famous. I, I don't know if you would appreciate me telling this story, but I, was sit, I won't say the name. I'll ask him if I could say it. It's not a big deal, but I was sitting at his house in his apartment in Los Angeles. Uh, I would go over there before I'd go play basketball in this Hollywood rec league. And he and I would sit there and listen to the Tony Robbins cassettes. I remember opening up the thing that he had and would sit there and listen to it. He had no furniture in his apartment. He had nothing. This guy's a big deal now, okay? He's a big deal. I remember sitting there and we'd look at each other and go, we could do it. We're going to do it. Well, he did it. And I've had my own amount of success, yes, but not to the level that he has reached. And that's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. He got lucky. He has more talent. Blah, 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 blah. There it is. So that is a thing that I always found helpful for me. So if you could find something there, great. Then there's a book called The Secret. And I can hear some of you rolling your eyes right now. In fact, I'm with you. Okay. It's all about the law of attraction. It's all about thinking things into existence. There's a lot, there's so much more to it than just that. And I think that if any of you have actually read the secret out there and said, oh, I'm going to be rich. I'm, I'm rich. I'm thinking rich thoughts. How many of you are rich right now? How many of you are doing that? instinctively I knew, whoa, there's an element of bullshit in this book. And I'm not here to start a war with Rhonda Byrne who wrote The Secret, okay? I'm just here to point out that this business, this is what pisses me off about this business. This is why I'm fluctuating about how do I, how do I just be around people who want to be positive all the time and we exchange information and we root each other on. How do I do that instead of acting like I'm some freaking expert when nobody's an expert because everybody is absolutely different. Let's hear a little bit from Rhonda Byrne right now, okay? Every human being is a creator and they are creating their life. And we don't know, for many of us, we did not know that that was the case. And we are creating our life through our thoughts. So it's not that our thoughts are powerful, it's that we are powerful. And so when we focus on a thought and we really hold that focus, that thought will manifest in our life. And so we create our own life through our thoughts and through the mind. Our mind is super, super, super powerful. Yeah, but you got to do something. You have to put your feet on the ground, boots on the ground and get some stuff done. It doesn't happen just by thinking about it. Yes, this book has comforted many people. And I've read it a couple times, very quick, very easy to read. And I find some comfort in it from time to time, but I think it is doing people a disservice. You really have to you know, put the rubber to the road on this or as many other weird analogies as I could throw out there. It is so frustrating to me to hear this and to know that, first of all, she made a billion dollars off it. Good for her. But 
how many of you out there, like I said, how many of you out there are rich because you thought of it? No, you're, if you're doing well, you know right now you put in some really hard work. You had some losses. You got over it. You learned how to rebound and pull yourself up. You didn't just think that you were going to be good. You didn't just think that stuff. Here's one more clip from uh, Rhonda Byrne from The Secret. Whatever we say is what our life will be. And so if we are saying, I don't have enough money, then by law of attraction, we will not have enough money. We will continue to not have enough money. So what we have to do is we need to speak about what we want. And we need to talk about, for example, if it's money or if it's health or if we're not feeling really great, then we can talk about what it feels like to be really well. <laughs> hey, uh, for those of you that may not feel good right now and you think maybe something's wrong with you, don't just talk about it. Go to a doctor now, okay? Get healthy. In a way, like I said, Absolutely right. I believe our thoughts are extremely powerful. I believe how we talk to ourselves is extremely powerful. I believe what we dream is extremely powerful. I believe when we hang out with good people, we're probably going to have a good life. I believe if you hang out with shitty people, all you're going to do is get all of their problems and everything else, and you're not going to succeed. You're just not going to. So yes, whatever you create around you, We'll make it happen. How I made it in radio or how I did it in radio when I, I, I just worked hard. I was not good. They wouldn't let me on my college radio station. I couldn't get a radio job for the longest time. I got the van washed. I did everything I could to have my foot in the game. I didn't think I was in the game. I got my ass in the game and took some fucking beatings. This is so wrong. It is so wrong. And I feel sorry for those of you that just thinking that something great is going to happen, it's going to happen. That is not true. That is a great start. It is the best start. The way you ask questions to yourself is a big deal too. I've talked about it before on the show. If you, uh, let's just say, uh, you know, you're asking, you want a, a new job. And it's like, why can't I get this new job? Why can't I find the job that I really want? You get all kinds of negative answers the way you ask that question. You know, you say, how come I get, well, I'm not educated enough. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. All that resistant stuff pops up. But if you ask the question, you reframe it, like how can I get the job that I want? You start getting positive answers. You start getting ideas. How can I get the job I want? I could go back to school. I could meet somebody and, and ask them how they did it. I could role model. I could do all this, but it's not going to happen by thinking about it. The other question I get is if I'm ever going to write a book, here's my dilemma with that. And I'm just going to answer this right now. And as this show continues and as it evolves and everything else, and as I evolve as a person, I don't know what's going to happen. But I can tell you this. I don't even know how long this podcast is going to go on. I have no idea. But as I evolve, I can tell you this is the book that I would want to write has got to be a little dirty. It's got to be a little edgy. 
I, uh, it has to be funny. I just want to tell stories about my life and joke around and do that kind of stuff. But that's not what gets you the credibility or the speaking engagements. You need one of those books. And this is why I've been approached by so many people. Can you just write up? This is, this is an actual conversation I had the other day from a, a publisher who reached out to me and said, Hey, they're a ghostwriter as well. And there are some very good ghostwriters out there, but they are a ghostwriter and said, have you ever thought about writing a book? And I said, well, of course I have. And they said, what would it be about? And I said, well, that's where I'm having a problem. I, I have no idea. Well, we can write it for you. What? You can write it for me? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to happen, number one. I, I don't understand that type of stuff. I don't know why and how people can do that. They, they, they say, listen, you have a big following on social media. And it's not a big following. I would say that it's a very strong, healthy small following of people that are really, really cool. And yes, some of you out there would probably support me and buy the book. And some of you would never read it. You would just buy it and say, hey, thank you. And I would appreciate that, but that doesn't do any good for me. I would love to get out on the speaking tour. I would love to do things like that, but I'm not so sure there's room for somebody who just wants to be around other people like me. And I'm not saying that egotistically. I know there are so many other people out there like me that just want goodness in their life. They're tired of the bullshit. They're tired of the unhealthy feelings and thoughts and, and everything else. And they want to hang out with better people. But it just doesn't happen by dreaming it or thinking it. You got to move along. So if there's a way I could do something like that, then I would do it. So there's your answer right there. But that type of stuff I don't know why it drives me effing crazy. If you're new to the show, good to have you here, by the way. And welcome. Thank you so much for at least giving it a try. If you're wondering what the dings are in between each subject that I talk about, and if you watch on YouTube, it's very apparent, I just come in at certain times during the week when I am inspired to talk about something. You know, it's one of those things. And if you watched earlier when I talked about death and aging and everything else and you saw on YouTube, yeah, okay, I cried a little bit, all right? Deal with it. That happens on this show I'm noticing from time to time. I've done 30 shows and I think I've cried a few times in there or at least teared up a little bit. I can't help it. I'm one of these guys that's probably a little too emotional. I get a little too wound up about certain things and I do want to work on that. Hell, I was at our friends, one of the Andas, one of Sherry's friends. Uh, she had a play. She is always in a play a couple times a year and we go and support her. Super talented. We love watching her and I cannot go to this play without crying. Anytime I go see her perform and this time I was watching others perform and the joy that they had in their face and they were doing what they love and they probably had to go work at Carl's Jr. or something afterwards, but I was uh, really touched. I, uh, I start crying a lot. I have to wipe my eyes off. I'm hoping nobody looks at me. I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing. 
You can call me a pussy all you want. You can do whatever it is. Sherry says, hey, it's so good that you have these feelings, but they are debilitating. They freeze me sometimes. I wish I could be just a little less emotional about things, a little less passionate about things because my passion and my emotions and my wanting to be loved and in love and everything else, it hurts sometimes. It hurts but that's not why I'm here. I wanted to come back into the studio here and continue on uh, the subject about aging. And when we get sick, what's the first thing we do? We, you know, no matter what it is, we broke a leg, we are, we are, we're ill, we've got a, the flu, whatever it is. Our number one takeaway is always, man, that was a close call. I thought I was going to die, man. I need to enjoy life more. I need to slow down a little bit. I need to eat better. I need to exercise. I need to find some sort of spirituality. We always are start going, man, this is something I really need in my life. And what happens is very few of us, I don't want to say everybody, but very few of us never do it. Some people take those valuable lessons that the world has given us and use them to inspire us to eat better, to change our life, to hang out with better people, to do all that. You know, we try to stay informed more. We say we're going to be more active. And it's really hard to keep up with all those promises we make to ourselves, And then we just end up being one of those older people going, well, back in the day, we never did it that way. I do not want to be that person. I don't want to say, the music today sucks. You know, I want to be curious. I want to remain not necessarily relevant to anybody, but I just want to be in tune to where the world is. I don't want to go off and live in my little special place. I want to be a little more in tune to what's really happening, okay? I don't want to be the person that has to sit on the couch and, and put a coat on because they're freezing. You know, I, 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 that's the day that I dread more than dying. That's what it is. And I, and I, so I just doing what I can right now to keep doing. And I, we all have people in our lives that are older than us that inspire us. I, I have a couple of neighbors. I'm going to say Vaughn and Linda, and I'm not going to say, and those are their real names. I didn't make that up. But we're right around the same age. And they are the most beautiful couple you'll ever see in your life. They dress hip. They're always smiling. They have something kind to say to somebody on the street to the point where you go, what are they on? I want some of that. But the truth is they're in love. They have great kids. They enjoy where they live. They enjoy all kinds of stuff. Yeah, things upset them from time to time, I'm sure but we don't really see that a lot. I use them as a barometer of what I can be and what Sherry can be. And I know that Sherry and I are that to some people. We've had a lot of people say, man, you guys are, how old are you? What did you get married when you're 12? You know, that type of stuff. Yeah, I'm flattered by that, but I know they're just saying it. <laughs> Quit kissing my ass. I need the truth, but I also need support. Anyway, I uh, I just think that we need to to role model them. 
I think that all those people that we have in our lives that inspire us that might be a little older or maybe have overcome a disease or whatever it is, you need to celebrate those people more. You need more of those people in your life. Hang out with those damn people. Well, there you have it. Another show for you. Show number 29 of the Terry James Show. Start of the podcast today, I talked about this was Cabas, C-A-B-A-S. I believe it's C-A-B-U-S. I'm not sure. I just want to give Larry his due. Larry's great. And thanks again for the use of your song, Larry. Really appreciate it. Sorry, hold on. Here we go. As usual, if there's somebody that you think needs to hear this show, please share it with them. Please review the show. Please do this and that. But get ready for the last show of the year, which will be one week from today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, on the day it comes out. And then I'm going to start doing uh, shows on Monday and Wednesday or Monday and Thursday. There'll be a different schedule because I'm not going to be able to stick to an entire schedule with all the other crap I have going on in my life. This isn't my job, for crying out loud. This isn't what I do for a living. It'd be fun if it was being hanging out with you guys all along, but it's not. Until then, it's not. I'm not going to do an Irish goodbye today either. I just hope you guys have a fantastic weekend. And uh, be strong, guys. Really love you guys. Thank you so much for, for being here. <laughs> 